the Mel K show as our border continues to implode. Uh, my favorite person to talk about this and a former border patrol agent and uh, amazing hero for our country is back with me today. Thank you for joining me, Victor Avila. Thank you. Thank you, Mel. Wow. I had to have you back on to start out the new year. There's a lot of chaos and, and conflicting reports about the border, but I read today 64% of the American people believe that the border is officially an invasion. Uh, what are your mm -hmm. thoughts as we go into 2024 on what is going on down there? Uh, besides everybody being fed up, I was just there right before Christmas and it is beyond an invasion. And, and what, what the reason here is the people are so upset. By the way, it is the number one issue now. I asked uh, people, and it was the economy and the border. Now it's really the border. The economy is still up there, but it's really the, the public safety and national security of our country. People are really concerned in every, every state. I just got back from New York, and it's a mess over there. And let me tell you, um, they, they just cannot believe that they're being told something else different than what our eyes are seeing of what I'm witnessing and what I am actually talking to the people on the ground, the Texas DPS troopers, the Border Patrol agents. And then you have the Secretary of Homeland Security, Mallorcas, speaking like he lives in another world, right. some other planet. I don't know what border he's talking about. But it's very insulting. It's very insulting to the agents. It's actually very insulting to me as a border security expert and to the to the citizens of this country that you continue to lie in front of us and tell us that everything is fine and that they're doing the best. And these these challenges, what challenge are you talking about? Everything that you see, Mel, that's happening right now, it's been happening for the last three years, is 100% deliberate that they created. They love to do that. They love to create the problem and say that they're solving the problem, their own problem. The same thing with the economy inflation. Oh, inflation is down. Well, why do you think it's up? It's up because of them. And so uh, we hired and we have this low unemployment rate based on what numbers are you talking about? It's they, they compare themselves to themselves and right. not to what uh, used to be uh, and what we're trying to get back to in this country. Yeah, it's really disturbing at this point. I mean, it's straight out of the book 1984. I used to joke about it. And now it's like it's just common knowledge that they lie and then they lie and then they're arrogant when questioned. Because just yesterday, um, Mayorkas was asked about uh, the, the pending uh, possible impeachment hearings. And he said, you don't want to see what would happen after that. I mean, this guy, what, what could this guy be meeting? What, I mean, what what more do they have planned that he's kind of, uh, you know, blowing it off like, well, you better not mess with me. I can't believe this. I don't even understand where this guy comes from, that he can be like this. What, what is your take on I'll, him? I'll tell you what he reminds me of. He reminds me of the, the head of a cartel that he knows that if you cut off the head of the snake, there's just going to be another snake to replace him immediately and probably worse. And and this is and, and I don't say this lightly. Listen, I'm comparing. I'm making this comparison because the Biden administration sides with the cartels, sides with the opposite of law and order against our constitution, against our immigration laws, against our asylum criteria, and the list goes on and on and on. They're not on our side. They're not on the side of Americans and putting Americans first. Uh, and I know you're going to mention this, that they're suing the, the state of Texas. Well, why would you sue the state of Texas that's trying to, to defend the border 
and trying to defend its people, right. that only tells me that you are part of the other cartel and, and favor illegal immigration and, and all these people that are coming through. And, and just as I wrote a list and, and it was just daunting to me of the crime that illegal aliens continue to commit in this United States. As you know, Mel, we have a big problem with crime and a lot of it goes down to the court system and the DAs and these sanctuary cities that will not punish these people accordingly. Right. Colorado, an illegal alien DUI driver killed a, a mother and her son uh, who, had, who had been previously deported, been previously arrested for DUI. He's illegal. He was put on probation. Nobody called ICE. Uh, I was in New York. Two, uh, one illegal alien uh, stabbed another illegal alien. They got in a fight in one of the hotels. Another illegal alien raped a U.S. citizen little girl. Um, in Texas, we have a cheerleader that was killed by an illegal alien. And the list goes on and on and on. And uh, at, at what point are we going to have enough, not only with the threat to our public safety, literally, but the national security and terrorism? My goodness, right. these people have taken advantage and gone to this country. I'm telling you, New York is a mess. You you sit there and wonder what are the what in the world are these people doing here, and what is their agenda? It's not like they're uh, here for the American dream. That's not the case anymore. And Mallorcas and Biden have continued to supplement that and aid and abet all that. Yeah, they have. And it's really, really disturbing. I mean, to me, there's many people out there saying treason because and and, and other like other issues because their job, their oath was to uphold the Constitution and protect the people and our nation. And they're doing the exact opposite. What's even scarier is not too long ago, I, around the last time we spoke, um, there was meetings in Mexico with uh, Lincoln and a bunch of other people in the State Department and it appears that Mexico now is turning around and making demands of America that are outrageous. And you have to wonder, because there's also that declaration of North America, which is a globalist plan as well. So why why would uh, Mexico first? Can you talk a little bit about what Mexico is demanding and then why yeah. they would think that that would be OK? Well, first of all, and, and, and this is really upsetting to me, and I have to kind of control here because. Why in the hell does Mexico have any authority to dictate to us right. what 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 we we do and demand? And they said the president said he's demanding twenty billion dollars to their country, and not only that, but to give uh, the illegal alien Mexican nationals that are in the United States a work permit yep. and also to lift the sanctions from Venezuela. Who the hell are they to t tell us what to do? As a matter of fact, it should be the other way around. We should be dictating and demanding of Mexico what we want to secure our people and our border. But why? Why is why is Mexico so empowered here to say that? Because of the meeting that they just had. It just goes to tell you that Blinken and Mallorcas didn't go over there and fight for us. They went over there and folded and kneeled before Mexico, and believe me, Mexico is attached to Cuba, Venezuela, Iran, and, and all these uh, communist countries, China, because yep. they know that they have a lot of power, a lot of corruption and money in that country coming from all these other countries. And, and we could talk about the fentanyl and the cartels and all that. But this is the problem that I have with this administration is that they go to these countries and, and, and set up deals that do not favor us. And, okay. and so Mexico then has the audacity to demand of us, listen, we need to change it around, flip the script, 
and demand them and cut them off of the aid. Not only give them, stop giving them money, stop giving them the money that we give them now instead of giving them additional money and actually sanction them. And we could easily do that with the trade that we have, but everyone is so afraid to do that because these trucks will stop coming to the border. We need to do drastic, we're at drastic times. It yeah. requires drastic measures. And I'm ready to do that with the power of the purse in Congress. Yeah, I know you are. And the, and the thing is, most people that still can remember anything because of the news cycles driving everyone crazy, it's like things are memory hold within a week or two because it's so fast and furious. And, and believe me, I feel like this is military grade government sanctioned propaganda most of the time coming from this administration and the people that control it. But uh, Trump did have the stay in Mexico policy, and that did work. And that's the easiest way to do it is to go back to that. And apparently, uh, when suggested, this was totally balked at and, and, and blown out by the Biden yep. administration as not an option at all. So what Trump already did negotiate that did obviously help is not interesting to them. They don't want to do that. And the other thing, um, because you do watch the whole country and you are a, uh, a, a homeland security expert, um, I really think that it's all these nations, including Mexico, but all the rest of the world that are looking at this administration as incompetent and weak and unorganized. And, and nobody really knows who's running the country. I mean, people that have good intel, I'm sure, from Russia and China and Iran and everywhere else have a good idea. But just this week, we had... Um, uh, Secretary Austin missing in action. We have five uh, theaters of war in play mm -hmm. at the moment, major, major wars. And these people are marching boldly toward, towards World War III. Nobody's talking about peace or negotiating because I don't believe the rest of the world at this point has any faith or desire to talk to the Biden administration. But what are your thoughts on that Austin went into the hospital, told no one there was there should be a continuity of government type thing when he does that. It should be a formal uh, request and put in and, and then yeah. gone through. Apparently, Biden had no idea. What are your thoughts on that? Because a lot of what's happening, especially with the what we're talking about with Mexico, is because our government, um, our installed regime is seen as weak. Beyond weak. And, um, you know, as a, as a former federal employee, there's all these pr procedures that you have to go if you're going to be gone from your position. And I, and I was, you know, I'm a supervisory special agent, and you still have to report. You're the Secretary of Homeland Security uh, of, uh, of Defense, and no one knows that you're gone or in the hospital. You might die. Nobody, what do you mean? Uh, we have these protocols and the, uh, these uh, standard operating procedures that this administration continues to not to, to fail in following and following the procedure for following the law. Because this is the person that's responsible for defending us around the world. We look at all the attacks that were uh, uh, taken in in in, uh, in Iraq and in all our our, our uh, military zones. Yep. And and you're right. We're at a brink of World War III here, and the Secretary of Defense is sick, and nobody knows about it. This is the problem: is that you have staffers, believe it or not, in the in in Washington making these decisions that have absolutely no idea what they're doing or what they're saying. But this is the dangerous part that I've lived is that they think that they do. They, know, they, they, they don't know how to say, I don't know. And it, and it takes a lot of courage to say, you know, I, even as a security expert in certain fields, I, I'm okay at learning every single day. I'm the first one to tell you if something comes up, I say, I don't know, but I'm going to find out and I'm going to get with the expert to see how I learned that and, and figure it out instead of making decisions based on what I think I know and that gets people killed. Believe me, I lived through it when my, my bosses did that in Mexico and got my partner killed when they think that they're going to make this decision it actually is worse. And so 
uh, th this, uh, the, the Secretary of Defense being gone is just kind of a culmination and kind of gives us an idea of the mess that is happening in Washington, where there's absolutely no control. But I will say something that I, I don't think that that incompetent. I think they're, I think they're willfully doing this. Right. I think they're evil. I think they know exactly what they're doing and they're okay with doing it. And they're very, very much um, deliberately doing it. And it's not just the border, it's national security, it's terrorism, it's the economy, it's education. It's, and you go down the list and we are at, at times where we better make up some big changes here quick because you know people tell me, how about right now, 2024 till November, they could continue destroying our nation oh, yeah. and we have to continue putting the pressure on them. Yeah, I mean, a really big thing, too, uh, that you're talking about here, which has to be understood by everyone, is that the rest of the world, first of all, the, uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, seven other nations joined the BRICS nations on the first, which takes the petrodollar uh, out of the mix. And we don't know what the fallout's going to be, but it's not going to be good for America. Yeah. At the same time, they're putting out bogus unemployment numbers, because if you look at the jobs lost, uh, real jobs were lost, job gains were in the government. Uh, and and in and gig works, which which is what they want, because they could all to at some point accept universal basic income and and all of that. We have Michelle Obama out there, who I happen to and I've always believed would be stepping in at some point uh, as the candidate. Maybe maybe not, but it's looking more like it as she gets out there. And people are really deceived by her act of being some kind of uh, mom who likes to garden, as if she didn't start in politics with Daly in Chicago underneath Valerie Jarrett, you know, 30 years ago, and wasn't really the driving force in many ways behind Barack Obama's president. Presidency. But she said she's terrified to think of what would happen in 2024. God forbid Trump wins. So we're at a place where we also uh, it looks like the Democratic Party is splitting and Obama's out there also saying he's worried about Biden. But again, with what we've seen from Biden and whoever's running his his circus over there, these are these are very arrogant people. So we have a divided, it looks like, Democrat Party. We have a rhino and uniparty on the right. And I think at this point, we have to start talking about the left of center, right of center, and what we do agree on to save this country. Because what's on the ballot in 24 is much bigger than what I think people think. This is not just an election. This is the future of America. And, and I, I believe that it's very important for people to understand that. So you are running for office, thank God. And I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what you see in D.C., what we can really do. People ask me often, like, there's already 11 million is what the number is. But you and I know that that's not even no. probably accurate in any way. Um, what can we do? They're already here. Nobody's doing anything. You know, by 2024, you know, it's going to be uh, way worse. We're not going to. So what can we do when you get elected and and i will work every day between now and november <laughs> to make sure that you are because you're the most important i believe of a lot of the people out there to put in there because of your experience and in-depth knowledge of the border your background and everything so what can be done uh when when we change regimes back to a sane america first regime it's it's going to be a part of it. It's going to be pretty simple. Others become, uh, and I want to talk about the deportations because that'll be a little bit more cumbersome. But, um, and I'll give you a real example right now. It's called HR2. The guy that I'm running against killed the border security bill, which was HR29. He killed it. And so Crazy. they tried to salvage some of that. And it's now HR2, which was passed by the Republicans. And it does have the remain in Mexico in there and the catch and release. And it would stop a lot of the stuff that's going on right now. It's collecting dust on the Senate side. 
But we, we the Republicans, are not pushing forward because what, what does HR2 mean? It means funding behind it, right? And you mentioned earlier that the Democrats want the funding, but they want the funding for a different reason than what I would want the funding. I want the funding to hire more Border Patrol agents to enforce the law. They want the funding to continue this madness of uh, allowing millions of people. And I think just in the last three years, it's 15 million that have come in yeah. uh, and possibly even more and maybe have a total of probably 30 or 35 million illegals in this country. But we have to go back to enforcement. And I, I, I do support uh, sanctioning these countries, uh, sanctioning Mexico and sanctioning Central America, Venezuela, China. I do support that. But I also need to, uh, and I'm all for enforcement on the interior of our nation. You know, um, they asked the uh, the Speaker of the House when the you know the incumbent, the guy that I'm running against, he went and took a bunch of 60 Republicans and all four border security. All of a sudden, why all of a sudden you've been there for three years? Why haven't you done anything? And one of the questions that was asked of the Speaker was like, you know, about deportation, and he's like, well, we have to find them. Listen, we're the police. We know how to find these people. I, I don't. I don't accept that 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 uh, that idea that well, these people are lost and there's no way to find them. Absolutely, we can find them. Uh, we could definitely look for them and find them. It's not go to New York. It's not easy. I, I mean, I'm saying it's not difficult. Now right. they're right there. <laughs> they're standing on the street. Right. Uh, I could tell you a, a place in uh, Colony Ridge outside of Houston where we could go raid the whole thing, and 95% of the people there are illegal. So there are areas that we need to send a signal to the rest of the world. We will have mass deportations of these criminal aliens, of these people that came into this country illegally, especially the ones that just came in in the right. last three years, but also the ones that are here on uh, on their visa overstay. They think that they're scathed and, and, and not, not held responsible, but you're here completely as illegal as if you would have waited the, the, uh, the Rio Grande. So we go pick them up and we start picking them up and we start picking them up and sending them back. And here's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. Believe it or not, we would have to make these negotiations with the countries because they don't want them back. So right. a lot of times they won't it's accept the airplane. But this is where the strong administration comes forward. And in 2024, we are going to change it. We'll have a strong administration. We're going to force these countries to take their people back because we're going to cut them off financially. Yeah. I I'm all about negotiation. And people ask me, what are you going to do in, in Washington? I'm going to negotiate. That's one of my strong points. That's one of my uh, 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 things that I've done in my career every single day. If I can negotiate with these corrupt governments in Mexico and Central America, where I actually worked on a daily basis, where most of them were cartel members all the time, I can negotiate with the other cartel in Washington. And I want to negotiate on behalf of the people and put the people first and put them and say, the first question that's come to my mind, will this benefit the people? And, and, you, and the center left, center right, Everyone will benefit. I'm not going to exactly. make decisions just for Republicans. Right. I mean, I'm so sick of it. It's for it, all of us, right? Yeah. It's so it's so disturbing. This this voting in lockstep. First of all, I believe the entire government is captured by this billionaire globalist oligarchy that are funding all the NGOs. They're funding the think tanks. They're funding no. lobbying. Should be totally illegal. People don't understand how many people they've lobbyists from every country in there too that are whining and dining them. That's part of the reason we're even in Ukraine is because the Ukraine lobby is so strong. Um, and Mexico as well. But we have a we have a real issue um, that we have to deal with, which is uh, this funding, because uh, we brought up uh, briefly. But they they just uh, I, I 
listen, that Johnson, Speaker Johnson came out. He said, uh, we're going to make this deal to keep the government open. I think most people in America are looking at the government and thinking, why would you do that? Uh, the government closing down for a little while might give a little perspective to what's really going on. But um, and it wouldn't close down all services. That's not true. No. But it seems like every two, three months they ask for more money to avert the close shutdown of the government. And it's just it seems like a bogus argument. But what you brought up before is really important. There's money in there for the Border Patrol. There's money in there for ICE. But if you read it, it's talking about getting more people to process asylum claims <laughs> and also to um, to also help with transportation to the interior. So not only uh, did Johnson go into a deal with Hakeem Jeffries and Schumer to keep the uh, avert the closure of the government, but he just also basically is approving more shipping of illegals into the interior and us, we the people, paying for it. Givaderm is a luxurious, toxin-free skincare that actually works. Not only do we take the toxins out, we put the most powerful nutrients in. All of our products are an effective way to detoxify, replenish, and protect your skin. Our toxin-free, natural ingredients provide real results without compromising your skin's health. Unlock the secret to beautiful, healthy skin using this synergistic skincare system. It's never too late or too early to begin living a more beautiful life with Givaderm. Natural, healthy skin. Head over to the MelKShow.com partners page and get a 10% discount now. I've lived through these shutdowns in my career and I'm tired of these continued resolutions and they push kicking the can down the road. We'll do it in three months. We'll do it in three right. months. And we, we actually don't have a budget. A continued resolution is not a budget. It's uh, if you try to think of it in your household, which right. I don't know, I don't know how any household would function because I don't have a continued resolution in my house. I have to pay the bills exactly. every first of the month, right? And and and, and, and or else they're going to come pick up my car and pick up my house. And 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 so that's the government doesn't have that accountability because they don't feel the accountability. The people need to put them and and, and hold them accountable. That's why I'm running against this incumbent. Right. That's why we have a primary system to hold these people that haven't done their job, that, especially that they said they were gonna do something and do the opposite in Washington, D.C. It's very, it's very um, uh, you know, people, the, the words that they use, uh, they feel betrayed. Yeah. And and even they get, uh, my, the guy I'm running against got censured by the Republican Party of Texas, and he doesn't care, and nobody really cares, and it's part of my duty to inform people right. of what's going on. But the power of the purse is so important here, the funding, and I'm all for shutting it down. I lived through the shutdowns, uh, three of them in my career. One of them was a long one for over a month. And we right. eventually got our, our, our money. But, you know, uh, these essential services like law enforcement, uh, they're still going to continue to work. I never stopped working I, during I these know. shutdowns. Right. And, and so, uh, and let me tell you, a lot of the agents, they're like, let's do it. Let's go. Let's, let's force the Democrats to do something. I'm tired of folding. I'm tired of giving in to the Democrats. Uh, already, the you, you, Speaker House of uh, the House already talking about how we're going to negotiate, but we end up losing in that negotiation. Sure. I'll tell you now, HR two is on the table. Right, they need to pass it in the Senate or kill it in the Senate or send it to Biden so he could veto it. But it's going to be on them. We should have our boots up on the desk right. and our arms folded and waiting for them to act. Yep. But they won't. The Republicans won't allow. I don't know why we have to trip over on all, our own feet to see what the Democrats want.
Yeah, I know why, because they're all they're all compromised in my mind. You see, I follow the money. And you know what? Every one of these Republicans in name only, in my opinion, I, I feel like a lot of these people now are American in name only because the migration, immigration, illegal immigration, it is a globalist operation to end borders everywhere. And for me, you know, it used to be uh, the Donald Trump saying they're not after me, they're after you and I'm in the way. I feel like they're not after America. They're after the world and America is in the way. And the sooner that they can destroy America from within and make make us as powerless as possible by, you know, every tactic that they're pulling. It's none of this is incompetence, folks. It really is not. It and, is a plan to take out America so that they can then, you know, steamroll the rest of the world. That's what it appears to me. And, and Mel, a lot of people say, oh, uh, you're making this up. No, we're not. They told us. Hamas <laughs> put out a video and said, we want to destroy Israel and we want to destroy America. Right. And we hate you and we want to take over the world. They literally told us to our face. And they've told us all along, uh, ISIS, Al-Qaeda. By the way, I think the cartels in Mexico should be in the same category because that's the way we take them down. And yeah. to save our youth from dying of fentanyl poisoning, and the human trafficking, that's my subject matter expertise, is it is out of control. And if we can't come together to save the children and to save our, our, our young children, our young kids and young adults from this fentanyl poisoning and xylazine and other drugs that are made their way into the market, what, what else can we come together and agree with? This is not a left or right issue. This is an American issue and it's a life and death issue. It's a freedom issue. I'm a big freedom guy. This is the United States of America and you're free to do whatever you want. But but um, it's the mandates that I just cannot uh, when the government tells me I have to do something like wear a mask or I have to take a certain shot or I have to listen, you could you could put out whatever you want. But I'm an American. I get to make a decision what's best for me and my family. <clears throat> and that's what I want to do in Congress. I want to give the yep. power back to the people. I don't want the power. Believe me, I don't want the power. I know, I, I, I want know. Job. I want to give it to the people and I want to respect what they want. And what they want is public safety. Right. They want to be safe. It's as simple as that. It's not complicated. But it also, it's not just from the federal government. It's from the local level, the sheriffs, the yeah. local police department, the DAs, the, the court system. My goodness, they, they, they see these people that uh, they get a slap on the wrist even maybe even less than that. And this revolving door of these criminals that continue to commit crimes time after time, and there's no accountability. And people are saying, well, what are what the heck are my tax money paying for? Right. The number one reason this money is for at any level of government is for public safety. Right. And it's and in this case, it, it really has gotten out of hand. Yeah. And also a lot of these, this is another thing that I hope in 2024, um, when you and other people, uh, get back to sanity in our country is that we take a look at all of these agencies and uh, and anything that is unconstitutional and that is sucking up money uh, that not just do these agencies have like a bureaucracy and people that are placed there. Most people don't even know, but a lot of them not only are unconstitutional, but at the same time, they employ a gigantic staff that we're paying oh, for. Yeah. Uh, a lot of this is waste that could be reinvested in our, in our country. Uh, we really need to do that. Now, one thing that um, you more than anyone uh, three years ago, you told me on my show, you said, this is not a border problem. This is an interior problem. But you also were going to the airports then and watching this. I recently flew from Arizona back to Florida and in the, mm -hmm. in the Phoenix airport, 
Um, not only did they have a separate line for illegals yep. that showed, um, you know, manila envelopes and were escorted into the plane mm -hmm. by it looked like somebody from an NGO and somebody from that was in a uh, American flight. But also we at the gate had to show this never happened to me before. And I'm not talking about TSA. I'm talking about get to get on the flight, had to show our IDs as we watched. There was at least 20 illegals, none of them with IDs in a separate line escorted on the plane before the rest of us. It was very disturbing. But now that's become the norm. So uh, what what about these? Why can't these airlines be held accountable? This is well, I, they're committing a crime, as far as I'm concerned. That's the that's that's one of the first bills that I'm gonna lay down, uh, and I'm gonna have it ready on day one. Is if you're an illegal alien from another country, you will not be able to board a commercial airline. Now, yes, the airlines are complicit because they're getting paid. Yeah. Mostly, uh, I, I've seen it, and I know we've talked about this. And people, uh, I was in Phoenix, by the way, too, and, and I saw it in Phoenix. I've seen it in, in oh, San Antonio is out of control. Oh, San Antonio, God. so people understand, <clears throat> is where I'm at. It's a hub because that's the nearest uh, international airport through the border. So people from Del Rio, Eagle Pass, even from El Paso, even the El Paso airport is is, is overrun, are being brought to this huge facility in San Antonio, then taken to the airport. And yes, they have their own designated line. Right. I have flown with these with these kids that are being escorted by a man who is not their father. And, and I'm thinking to myself, who in the world? First of all, they've instructed TSA to allow them to go through the line without right. any ID. I have tried to go through. I've told you the story. I, I tried to walk through without showing my ID. And I got stopped. And I told them, well, why can't I go? If, they, if the illegals can go, what did they show you? Well, they have the Border Patrol paperwork. Let me tell you right, right now, the I-213 is not an identification. It's whatever the alien told the processor. And by the way, not all the processors are Border Patrol agents. I want people to understand. There are processing agents that were hired just to process illegal aliens. As a matter of fact, they're doing a lot of this processing virtually. So you have an, a processor at home with an illegal alien down at the border processing through a computer. Are you kidding me? Wow. This is not vetting. And th this is a th everybody, you and I know these vulnerabilities, and so does everybody else. Yeah. And they're coming in through these groups on our airplanes, on our airports. And if that's not a security breach, I don't understand. What, what, what else do you want? Why are you waiting for something to happen in 2024, whether, the, whether it's riots, whether it's an attack, whether it's all these issues? Why are we waiting for it to happen and not being proactive? I'm tired of being reactive to, uh, to all these mental illness and all these other issues. By the way, illegal aliens buying guns. Did you hear this? I we did. have a record number of illegal aliens yep. buying guns, yet they'll restrict you and me, law-abiding citizens. Uh, another reason why I'm running against the incumbent. Right. He voted to restrict me from owning a gun and, and my Second Amendment right, and yet you have illegals aliens coming in and, and purchasing weapons. Listen, this is upside down and backwards, right. but here's the, here's the smile that, that comes to my face. We're going to change it, and we need yeah. people to help us to change it because we will. We will turn this country around. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take some time. Some of it will be initial. Some of it will be quick. But we will have to respond to the rest of the world that this is the greatest country on earth, and you're not going to mess with us. Exactly. And, and we, need to bring that, we need to bring that attitude now. Yeah, and I, really important for people to understand because Victor is running against a straight-up rhino. I mean, this guy is is not voting for the people. 
He is another person. But what we really have to do, first of all, I believe the left and right Republican Democrat whole paradigm is a total joke at this point. They are they are either with America, which is very few, or they are with this globalist plan that is uh, the controlled demolition of America. I don't know what they think they're getting out of it, if they are compromised, if they've taken you know money from Soros, whatever the case may be. What people really have to do, Victor, and we, we talked about this before, is you can't just vote R or D. I don't care which side you're on. You really have to think that like people have to start taking their vote and and what they're doing very seriously and personally and looking into who they're voting for. Because what I've seen happening here uh, in the last four years I've been doing this, Victor, and, and this is important for people that are watching this to understand, is that some of these people that are running as Republicans or that are in office as Republicans, if you do look into who's funding them, you're going to, like when we saw all of Sam Bankman-Fried's um, Mm -hmm. uh, donations a lot there was just as many to republicans these people are being bought off and once they're bought off they don't work for the people anymore so i think it's really important to stress to people right now that you know the r next to their name isn't enough you have to go look at what they voted for what they didn't vote for and where the money's coming from in my opinion or we're going to continue down this path and we're going to say why aren't the republicans doing anything and it's because they're not republicans Mel, you're man, you said it. You're 100% accurate. That's probably the main reason why I'm running is because yep. people, I tell people all the time, look at me, vet me, ask me questions, because you should be voting on the individual at this point. Yeah. And by the way, I go down to the border, I'll be in, uh, in, uh, in Del Rio, Texas on Wednesday. And yeah. by the way, it'll be the first debate. Uh, in Uvalde, Texas, on Wednesday evening, uh, I don't believe the incumbent's going to show up uh, because he thinks that he's he's too good to show up it's for us. So bad. But yeah. but here's the deal: Democrats are coming and listening to me speak, and they're like, "We're going to vote for you," uh, and and we don't care about the party anymore. We care about representation. We care about a person that's going to put us first. And I I've, to I've told you many times, Mel, and I'll tell you again: I'm not ashamed. And I'm not uh, uh, being a, a Hispanic uh, uh, conservative American and putting Americans first. I'm, I'm, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. The left have have made it, had vilified that, have made it so so bad and evil and racist and all these names that they call us because I'm an American, because I want to put America first, because I want to give our kids uh, the opportunity, the first opportunity at our schools rather than foreign workers. Uh, and 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 uh, and our schools not have my U.S. citizen kid pushed aside because they, they're taking care of a bunch of illegal alien kids that don't speak the language or right. have a lot of health issues. Man, the health issues in this country, uh, and we could go on, the, you know, all these issues, the health issue, the, the, the criminal justice system, the education system is being overwhelmed in a lot of small communities all over the country. And it starts where? At our border. And it starts with representation. And the main person, if you look at, the amount of border that District 23 covers, you would think that this guy would be have been, know. you know, working so hard. No, no, it's now he's standing there and saying that he's all pro, uh, pro border security, but he killed the border security bill. He voted for same sex marriage twice. He voted for uh, uh, drag shows in the military. And I'm thinking, listen, uh, I, I think they have lost the uh, the what what this country was built on and its fundamentals. And yes, you mentioned the NGOs. We need oh, to defund boy. these people. hundred percent. I think the extension of the cartels. Yeah. The and NGOs, the the NGOs across the board, they should NGOs, non-government organizations should not get one dollar of taxpayer money ever. Really? And these and you know how they do it, too, through grants from the government. No, 
NGOs are non-government organizations and should be completely privately funded. If you want to have an NGO and Arabella Partners and Tides and all them want to destroy our country from within with their frontman NGOs that have great sounding names and you dig in and you'll find, you know, they're doing the exact opposite. They're working against the American people. And yet again, 501c3s, a lot of them, it's it's a huge con and a huge racket. Um, I do want to, what you said is super important. I hope people understand what's going on here. The Cloward Piven strategy on, on steroids is happening because illegal um, children are, not only are they do they not speak English, they're not educated in their own language. And a right. lot of because they're not sending, you know, the, the children in these countries um, all over the world, frankly, they're not sending the kids that had uh, a lot of these places. If you do have an education, you're from a privileged family because they're all corrupt to the core. They're not sending those kids, no. you know, and, and also, Victor, it's almost impossible to get into this country legally with excellent education and Thank background. You. The truth is that there's a wait list of like 10 to 12 years minimum for a skilled worker with a with a background in education and an ability to help our country, be it with engineering, with um, manufacturing, with any of the stuff, tech. It's almost impossible to get into this country when you can add value. It's so crazy. Thank you for bringing that up, Mel, because, uh, yes, we do tend to forget about the legal right. immigration process. That, By the way, it does exist and it does need to be fixed because some of these people, we want them to come here. We want them to come legally. That's what this country is based on. You you've been vetted. You're not going to be a public charge to the government. You're not going to take anything. As a matter of fact, you're going to contribute to right. your community. You're going to pay taxes but you are going to assimilate to our constitution, to our rule of law. You will uh, 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 pay attention to the authority, the local authority, the police, when right. you get pulled over. Simple things like that, right? You will accommodate yourself to this country because that's the least that you could do because allowing you to come to the best country in the world and you're going to contribute. Everybody wants that. I want that. I'm a product of that. Right. But that's not what is being prioritized by this administration. It's the other way around. I have friends that are waiting yep. in line for going on five years and All they have done the everything. They've been vetted and they've been, they're good people. Nope, nope, nope. Not them. Uh, we even joke about it with them. I say, you know what? Just just bring your family member to the river because they'll go. They'll come in for that's you know, what without everyone's saying now. Because it, I, I talked to a it's tech upside down guy. And backwards. Yeah, there's a great this this guy that wants a job in tech here. He's got a job here, but he's been waiting four and a half years in Ireland to come here legally. And and and, and that's not it. There's hundreds of thousands of people all over the world that have been on a list, and they're not letting them in. And they could really not only contribute, but what you're saying is true. They like the United States that runs by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. They want because what is also happening is a lot of these people are coming here and they're saying this isn't the America I meant to come to. That's right. They didn't want that's this. Right. Chaos and no law and order and all of that and and another thing I want to jump to because um, your background is is extraordinary but you worked on the border for many many years very dangerous you lost your partner um, everyone should check out your book uh, Agent on Fire because it's more relevant now than it was even when it came out but sure. I have to say one of your big things was children and child trafficking and like I said when I was in the Phoenix airport um, it was it was there in the twenty people that were escorted on the plane um, that were obviously illegals and only had like packets that they were showing to get on eight of them were children uh they didn't look or they looked someone at two of them looked like they were high like they weren't there you know like it was really weird and it was clear to me that they were being trafficked because i do a lot of work on this now um we've had this uh this 
first of all, I've been covering the Epstein case since 2008. So none of this is new to me. None of these names are new to me. I knew it wouldn't be that uh, with all the hype. But what it does shine a light on is that our government hasn't been prosecuting child trafficking or sex trafficking on any level, not just this elite level where, you know, Bill Clinton and nobody else has, have ever been questioned on a 30 year at a pair's apparent ring that uh, Maxwell and, um, and certainly Epstein were involved in. But uh, people aren't being prosecuted on the lowest level either. So we have a giant child and human trafficking, sex trafficking uh, situation in America. And it appears that our FBI, DOJ, and other um, agencies are not concerned at all about this, nor doing anything. Because if you're shining a spotlight on a multi-billion dollar uh, blackmail sex trafficking ring and nobody's been questioned or held accountable, what's happening to the ones that are, you know, the cartels are running all over the country and on the streets of every city? Thank you for mentioning that. that that's, that's what touches my heart uh, as a subject matter expert in human trafficking investigations and victim identification. The difference back then is that I was rescuing women and children, mostly from the sex slave trade, uh, uh, some from the forced labor trade. Uh, I did a big Chinese smuggling case from China, Mexico to New York. They were going into sweatshops, and, but we were enforcing the law. We were trying to take, you know, I took down a lot of these uh, human trafficking uh, groups and organizations um, but you're absolutely right, Mel. Now there's no prosecution. I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to say something that I could say a little bit about a case that I, that I, I was brought. It was, it was in Indiana. I had a, they called me and said, Victor, we need help. They didn't want to deal with the FBI. Specifically to your point, I couldn't find an investigator to invest. And this case is a tragic case of humans trafficking, uh, tied to the Philippines, we're talking about dead bodies behind a, a house and little kids and dead kids. And, and it's horrific. I mean, these are the cases I worked, right? And I'm thinking, okay, let's go. Here we go. There, here's the information. And, and months later, no one has interviewed the victim. No one has. And I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? Well, it's the administration, Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, HSI, all, all these that are being uh, stopped. They're being blocked from advancing these investigations. And you're absolutely right. It, 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 it's a trickle down effect, right? And it's horrible because yeah. uh, I worked under the Obama administration as well. And I remember one time I was about to arrest this uh, mid-level uh, drug, drug dealer in El Paso, Texas. He happened to be enrolled at the university and we were about to arrest them inside the classroom when I got the order to stand down. That's when, listen how, how quick it came from headquarters from Washington all the way to the street level where I was about to arrest this guy. And they said, no, stand down because you're not supposed to arrest anybody in an education uh, or, or a school setting uh, or a, or, uh, a um, uh, religious uh, or, or a church area or a courthouse. And I'm thinking, well, you, you, you wanted me to let the guy go and arrest them and get people in, in, you know, in, in some kind of situation in a vehicle pursuit or, or in a house exactly. and a hostage. This is the best way I could get them at a courthouse is more controlled and an education is more controlled. But no, this is I want people to understand it does come down from administration where it limits the agents of what they can do. And you, we've talked about the limits right now with Border Patrol. They are so they, they're not even doing not even a percentage of the job. I just drove by Eagle Pass, Texas, and the checkpoint that we have on Highway 57 was not manned. And I took a oh video of God. it. It was closed. The checkpoint serves as a, and we have these checkpoints throughout the whole border, usually within 75 miles of the border, border patrol is checking for illegal drugs. And it's one of our last, uh, you know, checkpoints that we have 
to try to control some of this um, illicit activity going further into the country. It's closed. Nobody's there. They have pulled these agents to to process the illegals. And if you and I know that the checkbook is open, well, so do the cartels. Of course. And so they're driving and having a a free day. And, And listen, it is impactful. It is impactful to the local communities. I want people to understand this will have a, a, a when we take over and secure the border, yeah. you will have a positive trickle effect. You yeah. will have a positive ripple effect to your community. And you're going to start noticing, wait a minute, this it feels different. Yes, yeah. I want that feeling to be good for you to be able to be safe uh, uh, for uh, uh, the mental illness problem. I have a big Big issue with the mental illness issue that we have in this country. These people, these crazy people are loose and nobody's doing anything about them. Nope. And we're allowing them to, no, 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 no. You're yeah. not going to live in the street. We're going to pick you up. We're going to help you. But we're going to help. I'd rather, I'd rather see our money do that, Mel, right. than help these people and clean up the cities and clean up the streets because yeah. it is out of control at this point. Yeah, the lie has always been that they don't have the money to do it. I, I did a thing years ago. I was looking into something in New York, a, a program by the de Blasio's Thrive New York City, where it was $800 million literally went missing. That was for the I homeless that, and yeah. mentally ill. And I, the and wife, then I, right? Yeah. And I, I, yeah, exactly. The wife and she, there were some hearings and it just went away, but I got to tell you, uh, the homeless industrial complex, which ties into mental illness is a billion dollar business as well. They do not want to fix homelessness folks. It is not that they don't have the money and they certainly have ways to do it as you know, Victor, and they have plan and there's, there's plans and there's tears. They've worked it out a million times. There's lots of fixes to the homeless mental ill problems in our country. The money is getting swallowed and and laundered and the whole thing that always happens when NGOs jump in and, and there's Mm -hmm. no help, but also it is a profitable business. So people don't understand why can't they fix homelessness? No, they can, but the same people that are doing what they're doing at the border and making a profit are making a profit off of homelessness and mental illness. And certainly after watching $200 billion go to Ukraine, you know, if you were allocated just you alone, a billion dollars to spread out through the country to solve some of the homelessness, mental illness, and veteran issues, it would be a snap. There's plenty of solutions. We have very smart people, you included, who have ideas on how to fix this. It's un- They're not interested in fixing it. And that's another big problem. Now, uh, I want to jump to uh, your campaign and what's going on. But the first thing I do want to say, because it's very important and you have expertise on this, I honestly believe that a good chunk of America, again, I don't think the right and left Republican Democrat thing is relevant right now. You're either for America or you are against America, as far as I'm concerned. And I believe left of center and right of center actually do agree on most things, including safety. But um, the one thing that I I really, really want to uh, stress here is that we the people uh, need to start being prepared and not counting on the government as much because as these people flow in, I just saw Mayorkas uh, talking about even uh, that they need more transportation, more more money for transportation for buses into small towns, literally saying small, small towns. So what should, I've been saying to people on my show at least, and I talked to Sheriff Lamb when we were together, I was with mm-hmm. you two in Arizona and some other people and um, a bunch of people with you with Border 911. But I think people have to be proactive in their communities and their neighborhoods. And maybe I feel like people should maybe get in touch with their sheriffs or their law enforcement and ask what did, what is the plan for the community, for our grid, our neighborhood, if, God forbid, there is an uprising. There's a lot of chatter that in February or March, the same people that funded Black Lives Matter will be funding some kind of uprising called Demand yeah. Citizenship. I keep telling people, I keep getting information about this kind of org- organizing like w- under the radar, but it looks very much like the organization 
organization and the same people with BLM riots. So that's scary. Um, there's a million things that could go wrong. There, there, there's problems with our supply chain. There's war hit, hitting up canals. They're closing down border crossings for some for I saw Union Pacific complaining. So what can the average citizen in America, or above average, because the average citizen will probably do nothing, but the above average citizen wants to be proactive. What can they do in their local community? What would you suggest that they do uh, proactively where they are? I love that, Mel. I love it because I'm a big proponent of local politics, local community involvement. I know I'm running for U.S. Congress, but listen, it starts at your neighborhood. And this is going to sound, people are going to think, is this complicated? No. How about you go have a cup of coffee with your representative? Right. Because they work for you. How about, do you know who they are? How about you figure, figure that out? Do you right. know, do you have their phone number? Exactly. Do you have an access to them? Being, they're supposed to be there uh, accessible to you. And I love the plan. Have you, have you gone with your local police chief or your local sheriff and see what is their emergency contingency plan about what you can do? Because uh, it matters, community matters. If people start coming together and start questioning and saying, "What is my role here? I'm, 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 I'm the citizen here. The police might or might not have a good plan. Most police departments do have something laid out. Are you aware of what that plan is? Right. It is so simple to have a meeting with the chief of police. There, remember, you're the taxpayer, and this is what I think where people have gotten so washed up by the left saying that these people, uh, you know, that uh, that uh, we're, we're somehow. Uh, it's, it's flipped the script about right. uh, them not working for us, but they work. it's the other way around. No, 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 no. There are public servants. Remember, I was a public servant most of my life. I know that role. I want to continue that role. And and yes, how about going to a, a, a meeting with the, the, the your local city council, your parish, yeah. your county commissioner's court? They're making some incredible decisions. Remember, just go back to the mask mandates. Uh, people, well, it was the president, it was governor. No, 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 no. It was your local official that didn't allow you to walk into the barber shop. It was your local official that didn't allow you to go to the cake or the bakery store, but you could go right. into Walmart. It was the local people that made these decisions that you, by the way, probably voted for. So do you know who they are? Do you know what they stand for? Do you know what they believe in? Yes, you can get to know them. Yes, you can get to have a difference. And you know what? You get a group, a group together in your in your dinner table and invite them over and have six people over. I'm not talking about these huge events. I'm talking about your neighborhood and saying, hey, can I come over for a cup of coffee? It's going to be six of our neighbors here. And you tell us what the plan is or yeah. we're going to come to you. It's simple exactly. as that. It takes it doesn't take a lot. No, but it no. takes the effort to do it. Yeah. If you got four friends together and you called and you went down and you said you want to sit down with your sheriff, they're good. They work for you. Well, sheriffs are elected. So, again, it's an right. election year. It's a good time to do it. But again, people need to know. And if people want to volunteer and be involved, God forbid there is an emergency or an uprising or chaos or the grid or whatever you, you want. To, if you want to be a hero in your local community right now, is a good time to find, you know, where you can do that, how you can be counted on uh, when anything happens. And they, there should be a, a, a real plan online that people can download that they know, like, here's a safe place. If anything happens, you go here. Here are the people in your area that you can call or email for information, you know, have local people that are volunteers with the sheriff's department that are like key people that can get out, you know, be the Paul Revere's in their area. There's so much people can do proactive and you've always been very, very uh, loud and proud about being a proponent for people getting involved and people being the answer. Because again, I don't, uh, all this idea that somebody's coming to save us, we are going to be saving ourselves and you are one of the people on the front line.
it's very important that you realize voting for Victor has nothing to do, even though he's in a giant district in Texas, that's very important to the whole country because of what's going yeah. on down there. You have to remember, you have to choose candidates all over the country that you want to see in D.C. So this time you can't really just say, well, they're not from my state or whatever. No. We need as many people in D.C. that are going to close that border, do the right thing, that are law going to bring law and order back, safety back, and put our children first. So, Victor, let's talk about where you are running, how people can support you, and um, what they need to know about going forward in uh, in this election year. The congressional district is uh, Texas District 23 from San Antonio to El Paso, 834 miles, probably possibly the biggest district in the country in Congress. And yes, we are treating this as a national race because it has national implications. The decisions made in this district affect the entire country. And that's the way I'm approaching it because people from all over the country are asking me to, to do something to stop it there because they know it will help them in their communities. Go to VictorAvilaForCongress.com. Your donations are very much welcome because the primary is on March 5th, guys. It's around the corner. I need your money for the last digital planning and digital marketing and all the stuff that we're going to swarm this district with because it, right. it, after all it's an it's a campaign and we got to get name recognition we got to get in front of the people i'll be in uvalde i'll be in del rio i'll be all over this district in the next uh, two months as much as i can physically possibly be there a lot of it is driving uh because it's it's rural uh, areas and yeah. a, a lot of people forget about you know, San Antonio, Bear County being the big chunk, El Paso, Del Rio. But what about Alpine? What about right. Pecos? What about McKamey? What about Crane? What about Presidio? These towns have been forgotten and they're oh. Americans too. And they deserve representation as well. And I will represent everyone equally. And so go to VictorAvilaForCongress.com. Those donations are so very much welcome. You don't know how much they help from, yeah. uh, you know, from, well, from you keeping the, the... Yeah. Yes. I mean, the truth keep, is keep that you're going. running against somebody who's obviously funded by people that want to keep the status quo. And if you want to knock the, knock out the status quo, you got to go get behind people like Victor. And also, you know, if you want to volunteer, make phone calls, if you are down there, if you're not. Uh, and again, this is not about Texas. We have to all support getting Victor in there um, because he needs to go to D.C. and make a big difference. But uh, all eyes are on Texas when it comes to the border. So Victor's um, Victor's campaign is really a national campaign more than anything else at this point, in my opinion. Um, uh, so, again, Victor, tell them where to go. Every every cent helps. I don't care if you have five dollars or five hundred dollars or a million dollars, whatever it is, he's fighting a, a beast of a system that has un limited money from NGOs and globalist billionaire oligarchs that want to destroy our country. Victor wants to save our country is also part of Border 911 with Tom Homan. They are working with the Trump people and other people on plans for day one during the transition so that when they get in office, they're up and running and all things start to turn this country around. Uh, so Victor, one more time where they can find you. Victor Avila for Congress.com. You'll see all the endorsements, including Tom Homan, General Flynn, uh, Sheriff Arpaio from Arizona, uh, Veterans oh, for Trump. We've got some good, good, solid endorsements of people that are, are saying, Victor, go down there and 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 we support you because this is a, a national issue that we're going to change it. We were going to change it, but I need your help to get past this primary on March. So, yes, send your donations. Thank you so much. Yeah, please, please uh, get in there. We need uh, we need somebody in Texas that's going to work for us. And Victor is that man. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much, Mel. 
I don't know about you, but I feel a lot better being prepared for whatever's coming. Every day I hear something new. You, something's coming from the CDC. Something's coming from the FDA. The who's trying to take over our, our healthcare system. All this craziness. And what I know is that one man really changed my life, how I look at everything that's happening to me health-wise. And that was Dr. Zelenko. He was a good friend of mine, a good friend of the show. And he came up with the most amazing product. Z-Stack has been a game changer for us. We have not been sick since we've been on it. We take it regularly. If we feel like we're coming down with something, we'll double up. But he has all new products over at the website. God rest his soul. He did not leave us unprepared. And that is very important for you to prepare. So he's got Z-Shield. He's got a kid Z-Stack, which is awesome. He's got Z-Flu, Z-Detox. He's got all kinds of things. He always said to me, your, your immune system must be clean, resilient, and resistant. This matters the most. And what I can say on top of that is that he supported me. He supported free speech. He supported medical freedom. He supported personal liberty and everything that I believe in, he believed in. He inspired me to be myself, to speak up, to speak out. And what matters is that you are feeling healthy, whole, clean, clear, focused, and that your immune system is protected from anything that comes our way. And Z-Stack is the best way to do that. Please stock up on Z-Stack. Go to themelkshow.com. Go to our partners page, goes down to Z-Stack. That also supports the show. When you buy from our partners, these great people, especially Dr. Zelenko, who's dear to me, you are supporting the show and keeping us going. And I know that truth, freedom, and the First Amendment matter to you. They mattered to him. They mattered to me. So make sure you're always healthy. You're always out there. You're always standing up. Be brave. Courage is contagious. The narrative is falling apart, but as it does, there's so much of this fraudulent disinformation, misinformation, censorship coming from the globalists. And what we need to do is be focused on the facts, cut through everything, be discerning, and get it first and foremost out there to everyone. It is important that you know what is going on. Censorship is getting nuts. You guys know it. There's accounts all over the place that are fake, that are not me. I know you guys send me emails and I really appreciate it. And you report it and it's on Telegram and Instagram and Twitter and they're not me. So I'm super excited to announce We The People with Mel K. Be the first to join. It's a VIP community, just you and me behind a paywall, no trolls, no nothing. We get to know each other. I will give you the facts first. I break a lot of stories a long time before other people. We can talk about past, present, future, history, what we're doing now, solutions for going forward, what 2024 is gonna look like. I'm gonna do breaking news, do a lot of deep dives. I'm gonna bring that information to you guys first in a live Q&A every week. So please click the link below and join me over there. We are going to create a community, a community that is censorship proof, it's cancel proof, it's truth, it's transparency, it's on the road to God, country, justice, everything that we want in one place. This is the most incredible, amazing time to be alive. As hard as it seems and as difficult as the battle has been for you guys and definitely for me, all I know is that we all are part of the solution. We are all involved and invested and you guys have the passion that I have. So let's join together on live Q and A's once a week with me, Mel Kay, we, the people of the United States, taking back this nation. This is so exciting, guys. I've been dying to do this, and we finally got the technology right. So please join me. Click the link below. Can't wait to get started.